0: Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and leading their kids to do the same. welcome back mama it's great to have you here and today you might be pretty surprised and even disagree with me about today's topic so today we are talking about three surprising ways to improve your child's health and some of the actual things might not be that surprising but the impact that it has on your child might be the surprising part or it might be the actual specific thing. But we are Moms for Wellness and we are all about improving our personal wellness and improving our children's personal wellness and which overall improves our family's wellness. So today we are looking at three surprising things that we can do to help improve our child's health, okay? So let's jump in. Number one, going right in for the jugular here, Cut out or greatly reduce milk. All right, I know, I know, I know. I know, I'm starting out with a controversial one. Some of you might have clicked off already, but those of you who are still with me, hear me out, and I would love to hear your um, impression about it. Um, But one thing that I think that our generation has been is duped. I feel like we've been duped. The things that I have been learning are new to me, but not new in general, which is why I want to share it with you, because it might be new to you. It might be a different perspective that you have not entertained, that you have not even really thought about. Um, And if you are still with me, hopefully you are willing to entertain it and hear me out and hear what I have to say. And it's just interesting because I was sharing some of these things that I'm about to share with you um, with a friend the other day, and she was shocked. She was definitely curious why she hadn't heard these things why different people like doctors and different people didn't discuss various things with her. And, you know, all I can do is shrug. I think it's a combination of reasons, but I'm not going to focus on that. Instead, I'm going to focus on what it, why it is beneficial to cut out or just greatly reduce milk in your child's diet. Because I know it's countercultural, it's counter what we've always been told, okay? So reason number one is, so... Have you ever actually stopped and thought about this? And I I venture to say maybe no because it's just what we do. You just you just kind of keep doing the thing. You don't really stop and think about it, right? But why are we drinking another mom's milk? Humans are the only ones who drink another animal's milk, and I thought that was a fascinating thought to ponder. Cow's milk is designed to help the baby cow grow as big as possible, as fast as possible. So think about that when you are giving cow's milk to your child, okay? So just really stop and, and ponder that and, and, and think about that, okay? So the next thing is, what does milk have that you can't get from anywhere else? Answer, nothing. There's nothing that milk brings to the table that you can't get all the nutrients, anything that is said to be in milk or that is in milk. You can find it in other sources. So there isn't anything gripping and necessary that only milk has to offer. So you can find those replacements in other things, okay? The next thing is... The concept, or or not concept, the issue of lactose intolerance. So approximately 36% of the U.S. population is lactose intolerant. And get this, up to 65% of the world's population is lactose intolerant. In fact, drinking milk is actually like a Northern European thing, okay? So it's not a worldwide thing. So most of the world doesn't drink milk and are getting along just fine so why do we why do we drink so there's something about that to ponder as well that it's not something that is happening all across the world that is universally done the next one has to do with broken bones so this is Fascinating and this totally flies in the face of what we have always been told. But there are multiple studies that show a correlation with people who drink the most cow's milk have the most bone fractures. So that just really flies in the face of the marketing campaign that we grew up with, right? So that was just a really fascinating thing to um, consider. And then another one, another study, um, there's a study of more than 12,000 children that showed the more milk they drank, the more weight they gained, especially drinking skim 1% or 1% milk. And again, that, go, that flies in the face of so many things were heard that it helps to keep your weight down. So that was a really uh, fascinating thing as well. And then there's also the issue of acne, eczema, and various skin conditions are all linked to milk consumption. So there's that as well. And then the next one is. Inflammation, And yes, I know this one is controversial and there seems to be various studies out there saying one thing or another, but it comes down to this. There is plenty of evidence to show that when you cut milk out of your diet, symptoms subside. So what symptoms are we talking about? Symptoms such as bloating, cognitive impairment, joint pain, various body pain, the saturated fat and sugars in the milk are problematic. So any studies that show improvement in inflammation involve fermented foods such as yogurt and kefir, and that is due to the fermentation in the product, not the... The milk, not the dairy aspect. So, but we are talking about dairy, about milk. And I don't see any reason in the inflammation category to be ingesting it. So, something to consider about that. And also, with that, I just think it's interesting, those of you who, uh, and this was, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, years of years ago. Um, I remember that, so I was in chorus, and my chorus teacher, the, the choir director, would say, you know, the night of the concert, she's like, don't drink milk at dinner, don't drink milk or have ice cream before you come to the concert. So, and you know, we, I never stopped to think about it. I'm like, okay, we're just not allowed, not allowed to do that. But you know, it's just interesting that correlation. Now thinking about what she always told us, and just the how it can um, flare up your vocal cords and make things stick together, and then you can't you can't sing as well. So I just think that's kind of an interesting little tidbit as well. The next aspect of the whole not drinking milk, reducing milk consumption would be cancers now more research needs to be done but there is for sure a link between drinking cow's milk and various cancers including the most notable one is prostate cancer but there's also endometrial cancer and even breast cancer connection connectivity between drinking milk and these cancers why well because of the growth hormones that milk contains remember back in the beginning we talked about this this is a female lactating cow that you are drinking her milk her hormones that she has produced to help grow her baby cow into a strong large animal okay so that's what this is that's what We are drinking. That's what our kids are drinking. So there are risks to us as humans ingesting these hormones. And remember, cancer is a disease of abnormal growth. So the more that we introduce abnormal things into our bodies, the more opportunity we give for abnormal growth to happen, okay? So that is a very notable one is the connection with cancer. So. My point is to disrupt the thinking that you grew up with and are just nonchalantly passing on to your kids. You know, the whole milk, it does the body good, right, might have been a good marketing campaign, campaign, but it's not necessarily a good healthy life campaign. So if you haven't thought about these things, I am challenging you now to think about it, to stop and process and if you've never thought about these things before why am i drinking that why am i giving that to my kids and what are these things that this crazy lady on this podcast just said okay so lastly let me share about this topic let me share with you some other places to get calcium instead of for milk, because this is the cry, right? This is what people will say, oh, but calcium, calcium, you know, I need it for good, strong bones. And and that's the whole thing. I didn't even go into that. There's studies that show that talk about that. It actually does the opposite. But um, but calcium, that's one of the main nutrients that is the reason why people drink milk or um, the reason that is given to drink milk. So let me propose to you other places to get that calcium, okay? One category is in leafy greens, okay? So we're talking kale, spinach, collard greens, and broccoli. Broccoli is a very normal thing that a lot of people have at the dinner table um, as one of the vegetables. So that's a great source of calcium. And then there's the category of nuts and seeds almonds sunflower seeds sesame seeds flax seeds okay so those are great sources of calcium and then in the fish category we have salmon and sardines i know sardines aren't as common but salmon great source of calcium then in the legumes category we have kidney beans chickpeas chickpeas white beans Lentils and then the fruit category, oranges, and then there's also drinks that are calcium fortified, such as orange juice. So, if you're gonna have get if you're gonna get orange juice, get the calcium fortified one, okay, or plant milk, okay. So, if you do want the milk, then just replace it with a plant milk, like almond milk or oat milk or um, coconut milk okay so those are um, good options that are fortified with calcium and various other vitamins and minerals okay so i'm starting off with a bang with a nice controversial one let me know what you think about that if you're still with me great we'll move on to the second surprising way that you can help improve your child's health and the second one is get your child sleep sleep okay oh i love tom and jerry that's awesome if you are just listening you're missing some of the things you have to go check us out on youtube on sm enlightenment radio and tv so definitely check out our channel um but yes we are talking about getting enough sleep now i don't think you would disagree with me on this one this one i don't think is a controversial one but what i want to share with you that might surprise you is the actual effect on your children when they have the lack of sleep, okay? So let's dig into this. A study shows that almost half of children in the US, half of our children, do not get the recommended nine hours of sleep, okay? So that is the recommended thing for our kids to get nine hours of sleep, all right? So if your child gets their sleep Okay, if they're getting those nine hours of sleep, they are a third more likely to complete their homework and 28% more likely to care about what they are doing in school. Okay, sleep does so many wonders. I mean, look at this, and we're barely into it. Okay, and then there's this one. This one really stood out to me. I thought this was really fascinating, especially with my background of um, teaching. If they sleep enough, they are 44% more likely to demonstrate curiosity in learning new information and skills, okay? Let me repeat that one if you just missed that, You're like, wait a minute, you know, I was multitasking. Like, okay, if they get their sleep, if they get enough sleep, they are 44% more likely, almost half, percent, you know, more likely to demonstrate curiosity in learning new information and skills, wow. That is definitely a mic drop. That is amazing and that is something that I'm sure teachers can attest to just by you know seeing who's alert, who's willing to engage and is active and, and eager to go on to new things. That's amazing that sleep can make that difference, okay? You're more likely to get sick If you lack sleep I don't think that's much of a shocker to a lot of us moms out there but it is an actual fact Um, so you know your kids especially teens are still developing their frontal lobes right so when they are sleep deprived they bring down their mental capacity to be able to make decisions and do the things that they need to do right to the level of a drunk person yikes That's crazy. So like, I mean, them walking around with lack of sleep is just their mental capacity is the same as if they were drunk. So that's not good. Okay. So definitely need to get their sleep. All right. Also, lack of sleep increases the number of night terrors, nightmares, sleepwalking, and bedwetting. So that's interesting. So lack of sleep just increases those things. All right. Lack of sleep also increases the risk of different health issues like obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, irregular heartbeat, and diabetes. So just getting their regular good amount of sleep can help with all of these things. And parents of teens, this still applies. And this is probably the most alarming Um piece of information I just thought was really alarming. Too little sleep is linked to teen self-harm and suicide risk. So we're talking less than eight hours of sleep. Listen to this from a 2018 research letter in the journal JAMA Pediatrics. Quote, the strongest link was between mood and self-harm, such that high school students sleeping less than six hours were more than three times as likely to report considering suicide, making a suicide attempt plan, or attempting suicide than high school students sleeping eight hours or more. Moreover, high school students sleeping less than six hours were more than four times as likely to report an attempted suicide." End quote. Wow. If there were ever a case for more sleep, that might be it. So some tips of how to do this. So remember, mama, you are the authority. You are in charge, not your child. These children have been entrusted to you for you to care for them and guide them and nurture them and protect them and keep them safe. So setting guidelines and enforcing rules is to protect them. So you need to understand that for starters, okay? So if you need to, just go back and re-listen to all of those to give you the confidence to, you know, enforce these. So, and then it's your house, your rules. So some rules that might be helpful to establishing a good nighttime routine are, number one, no phones, computers, social media, et cetera, for one hour before bedtime. Um, and I know that might be just like, what? But, you know, just start trying to do that because here's the deal it reduces dopamine adrenaline the blue light all those that are, are kicking your brain into high gear and your body into high gear and so to help bring that down and start get ready to sleep that's a good thing to do away with for about an hour before you go to bed number two leave devices off when you go to bed and then off until after breakfast and then the third thing is leave devices outside of the bedroom overnight. So um, have a specific spot in the house that all the phones go there and um, that way it's out of reach and then they are actually sleeping overnight. So those are some tips and if you needed a reason to be firm about bedtime and sleep, there you go. You're welcome. All right. So then the third surprising way to be able to improve your child's health is we're talking about EMFs. Okay. So, speaking of devices, I don't know how aware you are of the effects that these devices and the AirPods or any other wireless headphones are having on your child's health especially their brain so let's start with what EMF is because you're probably like I'm sorry what did you just say so EMF stands for electric and magnetic fields so they are invisible yes if you you have a great visual if you are watching along with us so they are invisible areas of energy another word for it is radiation okay so EMFs, or these radiations, are emitted from things like microwaves, cell phones, and wireless headphones such as AirPods, okay? So the concerning thing with AirPods is that it is so close to the brain, or any wireless headphone that you have, it's so close to the brain, right? So over a dozen studies have proven that low-intensity radiation can open the blood-brain barrier, which can lead to conditions like dementia, brain cancer and autism okay and then jerry phillips who is a biochemistry professor at the university of colorado released this statement saying quote what troubles me the most about airpods is it's taking cell phones one step deeper into the head it's a serious amount of power being delivered even closer to the brain it just doesn't make sense End quote. So that, again, was Jerry Phillips, um, a biochemistry professor at University of Colorado. So here's a list of potential biological changes that are caused by electromagnetic radiation as observed in several studies. One, damage to brain cells. Two, change in the skin protein level. Three, damage to our DNA. Four, aggressive increase in leukemia cells growth. Five, activity level in the brain cells and six, increase in blood pressure. So guys, judging from this, biologists are pretty clear that the impact of EMF cannot be good for the human body over time. And see, the thing is that most of these damages, like these diseases that are caused by EMFs, is that it will likely only appear after many years of exposure, making it quite hard to pinpoint the proof on EMFs. So this is why I wanna talk about it now with you, because these cell phones, and especially with our kids growing up with them, is a new thing, and I'm telling you, we're not gonna have all the studies and the effects until it's way too late, and at what point that our kids are having getting the cancers, getting the brain issues, like all these different things. And will we definitively be able to pinpoint back to it? But we know that the EMFs are there and it is cause for alarm. So I just want to raise that alarm for you to let you know about it. And I'm just amazed at how young these kids are that are, you know these young kids playing with cell phones using laptops all of these devices are emitting radiation so this is honestly one of my personal biggest arguments against getting kids phones because the younger they are when they get a phone the more exposure that you are giving to them the younger in their life and then the earlier in that developmental pro- process before giving the more is just giving more opportunity to do more damage so I know while it might not be possible to eradicate all the EMF from your life, there are a few things that you can help to reduce the exposure, okay? So just consider these things. One, do not have a device in your bedroom, okay? Turn off the devices as much as possible. So we just talked about, you know, just with sleep, you know, having, turning off the devices, not having them in your room. Well, also for this reason too, it's a double reason to not have it in the room with them, okay? Number two, do not ever put your laptop on your lap, If you want to have more proof, go ahead and look up studies for that. Number three, when buying a phone, consider the SAR rating. SAR rating measures the magnetic field that the body absorbs. Okay. Number four, don't leave your AirPods in when you are not using them. Try to limit the amount that they are in your ears. Okay. Number five, if you have to use your phone for a call, switch ears so as not to expose one side of the head for a longer uh, prolonged period of time. Um, This is interesting. Try not to take calls in tight spaces like the car. I know that sounds crazy because that's when you take a lot of calls, right? But The elevator, the bus, train, or underground because it just compacts that even further. This is interesting. Pay attention for when the bar signal is low. Because the device is, when it's anywhere near your body, the phone boosts its power to maximize when it's trying to connect. So um, you don't want it super close to your body at that point, okay? And then try to get out of the habit of carrying your phone on your body like in your pocket. Um, Instead put it in your bag Um, and consider that with a smartwatch as well because you're putting that right on your skin. And then the last one is use a wired connection when possible. All right, so there you have it. Three surprising ways to improve your child's health. Cut out milk or reduce it as much as possible. Get sleep, get sleep, and reduce EMFs. So share this episode with a friend who needs to hear that. And if you agree or you disagree with me, let me know. DM me on Instagram. I'm at Jenny Hardy, and let me know your thoughts. That's the wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.